0: Welcome back to a new episode of After the Buzzard Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Skodalair, alongside my co-host.
1: We're Hill Vitalingham, Alicia. We're finally at the All-Star break, halfway point. And, um, God, our teams suck.
0: Yep. We're seventh, the Atlantic. How will you guys last, uh, no? We're,
1: we're, we're not just bottom of our division. We're bottom of the entire goddamn league, Alicia. It has not been a it, season.
0: And how does it feel right now?
1: Um, it sucks. It really does suck. <laughs> I, I think the big thing is, is... Um, I was listening to the Steve Dangle podcast, actually. I, I went to the gym for the first time yesterday in ages because, I mean, and how was it? Now. it was amazing. So fun. But so I was listening to the podcast and they were talking about, like, you know, Carey Price spoke in the Habs and they were just like, bro, like, this is just, an like, ungodly. Like, they're like, if you're a Montreal Canadiens fan, who do you blame? And Steve Dangle's like, God. Like, that's literally <laughs> it. Like, everything has gone wrong. Like, everyone's out with COVID. So many players injured. The team sucks. And you have Price and Webber. Like, it's just acts of God at this point. I don't know, Alicia.
0: Eh, the hockey gods are not on your side, unfortunately. And it just looks like Montreal is this, they just don't care. uh, You watch like their dynamic and their body language on the ice. It's just Mm -hmm. not there. It's not cutting in it sucks for you guys sucks for fans as well.
1: Oh, for sure. I'm going to get into it later, but it's, I'm worried about it getting toxic. And I'm going to talk about that later on. But, uh, wait, are are our
0: fans allowed back in, uh, in the bell center yet?
1: I don't know. I saw an announcement saying gyms are opening at fifty percent capacity in two weeks. I would assume fans can start going back in a week or two. I think they might be already, though. I could be wrong.
0: Okay, good because I have a trip booked in March and I'm like debating, like, do I cancel my flight? Like, I don't know.
1: Just wait and see. Just wait till like one month and then make your decision.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll wait March first and then we'll see from there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, uh, like you mentioned, we are in the All Star break. A mm-hmm. couple news coming out today is Ovi has COVID, COVID in quotation marks.
1: <laughs> so, I, I don't know if I buy that, Alicia. Do you buy it? I don't. Like
0: I don't. It's ridiculous. I don't
1: either. And maybe, maybe he does, but, like, listen, this is someone who missed the 2020 All-Star Game, took the one-game suspension because he was literally just like, I don't care. And I, I, I can't say I blame him, Alicia. Like, it's so... I don't know the All Star this year does look a little bit more exciting in Vegas. Like they're mm-hmm. they're blocking off part of the of the Vegas Boulevard Strip to do like this like accuracy t- blackjack challenge. I don't know if you've seen that or I not, did but like,
0: I did see that. Like that yeah,
1: looks cool, but at the same time, like I think the NHL All Star Game is one of the most boring All Star games in all North American sports.
0: Oh, it it is. Like I look forward to the NBA All Star Game.
1: Yeah, because like it's flashy and it's, it's fun, and even
0: like what they do like on the Saturday night with the different uh, yeah. events that they do. Just and the NHL is boring, it is. and I hate saying this, but mm-hmm. it's boring. I don't it know really. what they're trying to do right now. I know like what do they have MGK performing.
1: Yeah, they have Machine Gun Kelly. I, I mean, love- it's better than their usual at least. I give them props for that, but like better than usual. I
0: love Machine Gun Kelly. I know a lot of people are not fans of him, but like I just. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it because his accusations coming out right now about him. So he has a little <laughs> bit of heat. So yeah. Danichel's a mess. It's a mess. <laughs> it's, I'm not it's looking a, forward it's a big to it. Old mess.
1: It's it's better than some of their other other artists though. And like at least that's there. But like I don't know if you need to go down the MLB's route where maybe, like, the winner of the All-Star game gets, like, like home field advantage in the finals or, like, I don't know. You, you need something to make it a lot more. Like, the last time I remember the All-Star game being fun, at least for me, was when Phil Kessel got picked last and everyone was <laughs> taking pictures of him. How long ago was that? He was on the Leafs!
0: That was See, so long ago! That was the best part. Okay. And it was awesome.
1: It was funny. And, like, since then, it's just been boring. Yeah, because I they don't, don't do the draft people. anymore, right? No, it's just it's just like people get picked and then you vote for the last like player in and like I think for the Atlantic it was like oh like Montreal fans vote for Tyler Foley and I'm like what <laughs> <laughs> like
0: that's another thing I want to get into I hate the fact that we have to get every like player from a different team to the All Star yeah. game mm-hmm. get the players that deserve to be there look at a guy
1: like Nazem Kadri who almost missed out oh my god like I don't come know. on I I don't get it I agree with you totally though like listen like if there's some teams not represented sucks and i understand you want to grow the sport and that's why you want to have everyone there but at the same time you need to think about like the quality of the content you're putting out there and if you have like nick suzuki who's hot ha- like he's having an okay year like, for his standards like i think yeah, he's but almost... to,
0: to me he shouldn't be there
1: no and i agree but he's at like a point six point seven points per game which is oh like that's good but like Montreal sucks. I don't think Nick Suzuki wants to go. I think he's disappointed this year. I don't think the All Star Game is really that enticing to him. Alicia,
0: let's be real. A lot of these guys just want to go to the Bahamas, chill out, yeah, have a couple of days to themselves, get their body all rested and ready to go. But
1: for 100%. a team like
0: Ottawa, for instance, our schedule is pretty hectic in February since we <laughs> have all those games being postponed. Yeah, these guys need the rest. And so unfortunately, there was a one guy who was supposed to go to the All Star Game or Hill. Oh no. Drake Batherson, obviously <laughs> he got injured by uh, Dell, the goalie from Buffalo, which was the most stupidest play I've ever seen in my whole entire life. He did end up getting suspended for it, but now you've caused the guy to be out for at least at least three months. Meaning, to me, he's just going to miss the rest of the season. I, I don't see a point of yeah. him returning. I don't see Ottawa making a playoffs or a push. Mm-hmm. So um, it sucks, but like Brady Kachuk's going for him um which is
1: nice in a way but but it's still
0: yeah it's nice that they're going but you've obviously would love to see a guy like draco because he's been playing outstanding for the sentence and he's
1: been he's been unreal and um again steve dangle podcast those guys are awesome shout out steve he follows me on twitter um (laughs) but uh like like they said like like okay yeah dell did that it was totally intentional but it's like okay he gets and he's a repeat
0: offender like he's done it before this is his first time i think but here's the thing it's like
1: batherson's out for months he gets suspended for three games you're not and here's and this
0: three it, games
1: not just that alicia it's buffalo it's not like i'm taking cadre out in the final two games of the regular season when colorado's fighting for first place it's buffalo like Dell's just like mm, okay like i probably wasn't gonna play with like two of those three games anyways <laughs> whatever i'll just go home and relax that's what you know it sucks about suspensions in sports because like you know, you get into the area of well, do you suspend someone for as long as the person's injured? Should they get more strict and that kind of stuff? And it gets tricky, but it's just really unfortunate that like such a young player who's having such a breakout year. Drake Batherson, like, dude, like I hate how good he's doing because he's on the sense, but like he's unreal. I've watched his contract's him
0: play. amazing too. Exactly.
1: His contract's amazing. He looks like an amazing player and now he's out. And Aaron Dell only has to miss a week of hockey because of it. I I don't like that. That And
0: and I go back to the player safety again. They have failed multiple times. And this is another example Mm -hmm. of them failing. I don't know what it is to suspend a guy more. He should have got to me. He should have got at least 10, 10 games because that, that was, that was an unnecessary play and it caused the guy to be out for months.
1: I think what they need to do is they need to take into account injuries. So if you, throw a very, very dirty hit, you should get suspended. But then if it's, like, the guy's out for, like, a week, okay, you suspend the guy for maybe, like, a shorter amount or an even amount. But, like, I mean, 10 games might be excessive in the history of, like, National Hockey League suspensions recently because there's some stupid ones where they get, like, two or three games. Yeah. But if someone's out, like, like just see, speaking uh, Long theoretically, term?
0: Long if term?
1: someone's out two to three months and you suspend someone to for 10 games, that seems like a, like a fair trade-off considering the injury i think that should factor into it to a point,
0: i think it should too i don't give a shit if you're a repeater offender or not if you've hurt a player severely
1: mm-hmm. be expected
0: get out of here you fugazi, yeah. <laughs> fugazi. <laughs> listen oh god <laughs> listen be expected to to face punishment mm-hmm. and it's it's not going to be just an easy punishment where you all want two games no it's going to be five to ten games screw that and the that thing is
1: If you throw that five to 10 game thing out there when someone's injured for like at least like a month or two, guess what? Goalies aren't going to throw those kind of hits anymore. Players aren't going to target the head as much anymore. You help your problem by making it more strict. Like I'm not going to go. Will I go 10 kilometers, sometimes 20 over on like the road? Yeah. Will I go 60? No. Why? Because 60 kilometers an hour is like God knows how much of a fine. It's way too harsh.
0: Uh, something's got to change, and that's a whole different topic. We'll eventually get into that. But um, <laughs> another guy like Norris is out. A lot of Sens guys are just getting injured, and, it, and it's not looking good. Um, mm. Norris will probably be out for another three weeks with his shoulder injury. They're getting a second opinion on that. Yeah. But, um, again, Sens are kind of crumbling. They've been playing okay hockey. I wouldn't say they're playing great. Mm. Um, Goaltending is still a frigging issue. I mean, Foysberg is not your reliable guy. Like You count on him for one game and you're asking to play maybe a back-to-back and get ready for that. And and he just can't do that. So I don't know what the Sens are going to do come trade deadline. Um, They better work their magic because there are some key spots that need to be filled and goaltending is one of them.
1: I think, I think if there's goalies out there, you know, this season, arguably, I think a lot of Sens fans will already agree. This season's kind of like it's done. Yeah, Yeah. Go out there, acquire a goalie, get them used to the, system and then next year see what you guys can do because I mean like I'm just thinking off the top of my head like goalie situations out there like like e- at this point like I know the Habs suck but like Sam Montembo could be decent like I know he's he, like like as a backup or like like the Islanders have, Islanders have Varlamov and Sorokin. I don't think there's any rumors out there but like those are two quality goalies
0: yeah but what For me, it's just like they're not doing anything about it. Like, Gus the Bus is in Belleville. Like, he's been probably the most consistent goalie the Suns have had this year, Mm -hmm. which is kind of sad, but he's been playing good. Like, why aren't we seeing more of him? That's what frustrates me. And with DJ, some of his, like, lineup combos. He took a guy like Ennis out, for instance, for one game. Next game, he comes back and scores a hat-trick.
1: Maybe we should have had him in that other game, DJ.
0: Like, he's like, oh, you know, NS has been, you know, haven't been performing. But look at the line he's playing with. Like, yeah. that's, a, that's like, I don't know, man. I'm just getting a little frustrated. But you know what? I'm going to give the first half of the season, let's grade them. I would yeah. give the Sens a C+. Okay. C+ they're, plus,
1: starting, I think that's
0: they're starting to s- turn things around. They're starting to gain that confidence, building momentum. But again, the lack of like the beginning of the season with them not being able to win and perform mm-hmm. again yeah. a slow start. That's why I'm giving them a C plus. I'm right. hopefully they turn things more around the second part of the season, but they can't have that every year. Like mm-hmm. it, that's what bothers me the most.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I'm gonna ask you, what would you say is like one strength and one weakness of the team right now, like halfway through? Well, like what we, do you think?
0: Weakness we already discussed for sure is goaltending. Yeah. This our one of our strengths right now is is our young kids performing. Like a guy like Stutzla, did you see that goal the other night? That that. OT like pick that corner. Um has been playing exceptional hockey. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, our young guys are are stepping up, but I think there's this needs to be a little bit more of a support in that in that aspect, especially in, in the forward group. If we can have a vet, not really much as a vet, like an older vet. But more of a guy who's like highly skilled, who has playoff experience, who's an still established player, so to speak. See, maybe in his late twenties, mm-hmm. early thirties, can come into to this team. I think this team will be very successful, but there still has to be lots of changes.
1: Yeah, I think I like that. I like that coming from you. Well, you said you were frustrated, Alicia. You, have you know no what? Idea.
0: It's not even frustrated. I think I'm just, eh, disappointed. Like <laughs> I think I'm just numb to it now.
1: You, Oh, God. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Alicia's numb to it. But, like, I'm sitting here in full-on, like, holy crap. Like, this is bad on the other side of the uh, provincial border. Montreal, literally since the last time we recorded, Alicia, I, I don't think we won a game. I think we lost every single game. <laughs> um, we got destroyed by Edmonton 7-2. By the way, you mentioned it right before we recorded. Evander Kane scoring his first Dude. against Montreal. Like, that of, always happens, though. Of course. Though it always happens, Alicia. I don't know. I don't understand. It is so frustrating right now to be a Habs fan, but you got to go through the pain. You know, you you can't be good forever. You can't be the old school dynasties. There's just, I find I I think the NHL is one of the only sports in the world where luck plays such a huge factor into any outcome because it's almost like last night Arizona beat Colorado in a shootout like how many times does the like second last place team beat a top five team in the NBA? Almost never, 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 but it so much in hockey because of this like whole flukiness. And that's why you're not going to see that many dynasties. I think, and that kind of stuff from now, you know, like we had the Kings for a bit. We had the Hawks for a bit, the pens, but like it was those three teams. It wasn't like there was like, well, I long... don't forget Tampa there. They're... Well, I, would well, say I don't the next... I consider Tampa. A dyn- no? I think they, I think you need three to be a dynasty. Three in like a decade. So, uh, like Chicago, I did they have two or th- I think they had three in 10 years.
0: Yeah, three in 10 years. Yeah,
1: Chicago. Pittsburgh had three because they won one in the mid 2000s and then yeah, they won one Detroit. or two more. And then yeah, LA exactly. had like the three. The did three. they do the
0: three or was it two? I forget. It was
1: 2010. And it, I know 20 2010, 20. I think they have three. Even wow. if they have two though, like that LA team was like unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So. You're obviously not going to have that going out now, going on now. So you have to go through these rebuilding pains. And Habs fans, like, it's the first time in like I can't, I can't, I don't think I've seen the Habs rebuild in my life, Alicia. So like, I'm looking at my Leafs friends. I'm it's looking at be, my friend friends. Friends.
0: Yeah, it's going to be painful.
1: I'm like, how do I do this? I just want to cry but, every night.
0: Oh, hell.
1: <laughs> it's so, bad, so Alicia. Sad. But um, a little sparkle of news. Um, aside from losing every goddamn game. Um, Carrie price did speak to media today. He basically just kind of had a statement uh, a couple days ago, just wanting to talk to fans, talk to the media. He basically said like, you know, like I'm okay. I'm doing well, which we'd love to hear. Um, obviously with the whole mental health thing he had going on and the substance abuse, he has started skating a bit. Um, he said to the media, he has no plans on leave on moving anywhere when he was asked about a trade.
0: Yes. I heard that.
1: So that intrigues me. Do you believe it? Here's the thing. I think he I, – I, I almost think <sighs> – I don't know how to describe this. I almost think it, it's similar to, like, other, like, loyal, like, players, like, almost like Lundqvist and, like, all these kind of guys. It's like, I want to stay on this team, but if an opportunity comes that benefits you guys as well as me, I will take it. Like, Carey Price isn't saying, get me out of here, I want to get out of here, because he's loyal. Like, last year, he put himself – he let himself get exposed in the expansion list, Alicia. Yeah. What kind of player does that? Like, no one does that unless they really give a crap about their team. And I think Carey Price really does. So I don't think he wants to leave. However, if, like, Kent Hughes comes to him and goes, listen, we got a trade here. We're going to send you to Vancouver. Wanted to run it by you. Like, you know, you'd be closer to home, blah, 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 blah. Because don't if, they have if a house there?
0: They built a house there, right? I
1: think they built a house there. The yeah, Price he's originally family? from yeah. there. Yeah. So, if the, you know, if Carey Price is like, I get to play, you know, closer to my home and stuff. And the, let's say it's a really good trade for Montreal. Like, wow, that's a good trade considering everything. I think Carey Price waves his no move clause, and something like that were to happen. But for that to happen, he needs to play this year. Yeah. And I think at some point, I think at some point, it's going to happen. And I know there's going to be halves fans out there that's like, "What's the point? Like, just keep tanking. Like, who cares?" Here's the thing: there's two things in this. One, you need to think about the player. Carey Price has gone through a ton mentally. He wants to start playing again. He's one of the most competitive athletes out there wants to start playing again you got to get him playing again so he feels good about himself second off showcase the guy if he starts playing decent it's like wow montreal we have a 251 win percentage i think or 261 win percentage right now yeah like if he's like playing decent on a bad team people are going to notice and people are going to be like hey like you know carry price looks like he still has some you know jump left in him and that kind of stuff so I think you got to play. You got to play him regardless. Alicia. I
0: think he, he comes back. Let's I'm going to say in beginning of March, to be honest, mm-hmm. I have a feeling. Play a month to come or back. something like that. Yeah. yeah. Wait till Just the play. all-star breaks down, getting mm-hmm. his, the team, getting back to routine. He'll yep. stride in. And I really think if he does play, this team is going to turn it around. Obviously, they're not going to be moving up in the standings like no. a lot, but I think they'll start to win their games.
1: And, and that's where I Hopkins. think. That's where I think you have to find a middle ground. Because as I mentioned earlier, that whole toxic environment thing, you need to, you look at the Buffalo savers, look at what losing has done to them. You want to tank, you want to do it right. You want to get a good pick, but you need to be careful about the environment you have. And I think having Carey price play will help control the rest of the season and ride it out. And listen, play him every other night so that you're still yeah. like, you know, he's getting rest. He's showcasing himself, but also you're helping yourself in the season and tanking. Cause like, I don't know if you knew this, Alicia, like when the Leafs tanked for Matthews, when the abs had that horrible year, um, their win percentages was better than Montreal's right now. Montreal's on track to win 16 games all year.
0: Are you serious? All
1: year. They're on That's- track for like 40 something points or something. What do
0: they, they have in- now? Like 13, 12? They have
1: eight wins, 29 losses and seven overtime losses. <laughs> yeah. See, it hurts when I, Alicia laughs, but oh it's true. Oh my
0: God. Are you serious? That's all they have is eight wins.
1: They have, they're bad. They're bad. And I, I didn't think, know it
0: was that bad. Like, I knew I they were bad, th-
1: but not eight wins. I thought they at least had in the double digits. Haven't even hit. I think they're the only team that hasn't. Actually, we're going to look this up right now. Oh my God. They are the only team in the National Hockey League to not have double digit regulation wins or wins total. Sorry, wins total.
0: Oh my gosh. No, that's bad.
1: That's that bad. bad. And that's where it's like, hey, man. Harry Price will help with that, but you don't want him to help too much because you want to tank, right?
0: But now, is Shane Wright even the top prospect? I is think he is, 100%. Do you think? I
1: think because
0: so. there's a lot of questioning going around him
1: right well, now. Like, like I mean, right, year one of Lafreniere. Everyone was calling him a bust, and now all of a sudden, like, Lafreniere is, like, top five in, like, even strength goals this year. No one's even noticed it, apparently. Like, I, or top five, I don't or top even notice
0: them, yeah,
1: exactly. But, um, like, I, I do think Shane Wright would definitely be a huge boost for Montreal. But the thing is, is, you need to build around him and you need to dismantle the right way and do it the yeah. right way. And moving on to my next part about the halves, this gives me hope that we're doing this the right way. So, you've obviously heard Ben Sharat trade rumors Ooh. like, you know, he's an expiring UFA, he's obviously going to go somewhere. There's two new names that have come around there's Arturi Lekanin who I think has a one-year left and then is an RFA after this year, after next year, or he's an RFA after this year, one of these two. I think he has a year left on control. And Jeff Petrie now. So Jeff Petrie's wife posted on Instagram that, like, you know, obviously he hasn't been playing well. He's been having some personal issues. And apparently a lot of fans have been attacking him and his wife, which, first off, you guys are disgusting for that. You, I don't care how bad athletes are playing. You never do that kind of stuff.
0: No, it's I stupid. agree with you, man.
1: But here's the little snippet that gives me hope. First off, I've never seen I read the whole article. I think it was Pierre LeBron or someone spoke to Kent Hughes. I've never heard a GM be this honest about something. And this is what gives me hope that Montreal is going to go in the right direction. He basically what he basically told the media. I went to Jeff Petrie and I you know, spoke to him and I said, "I know you're having personal issues. I know everything that's going on. I understand." He goes, "If I find a situation where it benefits you as well as the Montreal Canadiens to trade you, I will trade you." Until then, you're a Montreal Canadian and I need you to play your best. Which wow. I think, like, like uh, what? when do you see that kind of honesty from a general manager? Never.
0: A lot of people were like, oh, I got traded or they find out through the media.
1: Exactly. And it's, it's not that Petrie's requested a trade, but it, it's just kind of like, hey, like, you know, like if someone comes to me and you want to go there and it, the trade's good for us, yeah, sure, I'll consider it. So I do think... All three of those names are gonna be moved. I think Petrie's gonna wow. go. I think Lekanin's gonna go and I think Sherrod's gonna go just to when start. is
0: it the twenty-first or is, no, I, I so know it's at, like, at the end of um
1: it February. might be the twenty sixth or twenty I think it's towards the end of February or okay. early March. One of okay. the two. Wow. But um what's interesting is Petrie's having an awful year. Like he's he's I think he has one goal all year as a defenseman, and he's normally a very good high scoring defenseman. But there's GMs around the league who are like the way he played last year in the playoffs and the year before that in the playoffs. Like, we'd still really want him on our team. Like That sucks,
0: though, man. Like, you don't like to see a guy like crumble like that and have like a hard season. And now that he is probably up for a trade bait, (laughs) Montreal fans, it's going to get worse before it it gets better. Now, the problem is,
1: is he's got, I think he's got three years left after this at 6.25 million. He's about 33 or 34. So... The final year of that contract, it might suck. The final year and a half might suck. Montreal eats a little bit of capital, one and a half mil. I mean, Petrie at like 4.5 looks way better. Oh, yeah. And I do think there's going to be teams. There's one GM that literally said, if my team was in the playoff race, I'd be trading for Jeff Petrie right now.
0: I wonder who that is.
1: I, I wish. I tried looking into who it was, but um, yeah, no one told me. Any
0: ideas? Comments. Maybe Ottawa? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, it, it,
1: would, it was a Western Conference team. So, like, looking at the standings, like, I would say, like, uh, well, Chicago just got Jones. Maybe Winnipeg.
0: I could see Winnipeg. That could
1: be a sit there. Like, the thing is, is I guarantee you, Petrie's gonna want to play in North America or or in US, the US. Yeah. So, like, Detroit's gonna be up there. I thought Nashville would be up there. Um, Just teams like that who are looking to, like, you know, do something in the next two years. I'd say Detroit's a little different because they're rebuilding, but
0: it should be interesting
1: yeah it'll be very interesting with exactly. all these um these names trade deadlines gonna be very fun for me because I'm just gonna sit there with like a checklist and be like, I said he was gone. I said he was gone yeah. I said he was gone you remember was
0: gone. when we were in university we would either just not go to school that day or we would be in class just watching
1: oh my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'd literally sit there and like Alicia would have like like trade Center on beside me and I'd be like I-, I was always the Twitter one. I was always on my phone like like scrolling and I'm like, yo Alicia, apparently this guy's on the move and she's like, wait what
0: Yeah, we would go, like, back and forth. Oh, this guy, this guy, this one. And then, boom, PK Subban for who was it? For Larson?
1: No, that was PK for Weber.
0: Oh, PK for Weber. Sorry.
1: Were we at school? We were at school. Wait. Were we? I don't remember.
0: I know something big happened. And we're like, holy shit.
1: Oh, my God. I think it might have been PK for Weber because I remember. I remember. I think we were in class and someone texted me and said, I'm sorry. And I was like, what? And then Alicia's like,
0: (laughs) Yes, this is yeah. yeah I broke something the news. Like
1: that. That,
0: wow, yeah, it's okay. It's our favorite time of year, so um, we'll be excited to see what both teams do. I don't think Ottawa's is going to be as busy, but um, never know if Montreal. it's Montreal's right.
1: going to be. I think they're going to literally let a bunch of their. They're going to explode
0: go. their team. Let's be real. They're going to drop the
1: bomb. I so. think you. I I think you literally take names on or you listen on calls on anyone who's not named like Suzuki, um. Caulfield, Romanov, and like maybe one or two other guys. Cause like, just looking at the list here, like Lekkonen's an RFA after this year. So he's got, he's a rental basically, but you you can resign him cause he's got the RFA rights. Cedric Paquette's probably gone. Um, Michael Pizzetta's going to stay. I think he's been a nice little.
0: Yo, I think he's Italian too.
1: Yeah, I think so. He's he's (laughs) a funny guy. Um, Petrie sounds like he could be on the move. He might be an off season move, but I think he's going to go. Sherratt's gone. Kulak's a UFA. Romanov's staying, but he's an RFA. Kyle or Kale Clegg's an RFA. He's going to stay. Wideman might be gone. Like Montreal might have like two of their six NHL defensemen after the trade deadline.
0: It's it's totally possible. And that's okay. If you guys are in that rebuilding stage, hey, why not blow up the team? You got to start somewhere.
1: Well, then there's also names like, like I think Ottawa would be interested in Jake Allen. it has got one year left after this, 2.8 mil.
0: That's a pretty decent contract. I would take it.
1: Exactly. He's on IR right now. But like, I mean, like the, if he was playing Montreal, was probably a little bit better. But there's going to be lots of names out there. David Savard just got announced. He's Oh, my God. He's out eight weeks, Alicia. Eight? Eight weeks. Right now we have. Okay. So oh, yes. Armenia and Caulfield are on COVID protocol. Duran's oh. out, Dvorak's out, Savard's out, Joel Edmondson's out, Jake Allen's out, Matthew Perot's out, and then Weber and Price are out.
0: Okay, but in all fairness, Rahil, this this is a big reason why your team isn't winning. Oh like, yeah, more than, more than half of your team is out, so yeah. I can't really blame the players.
1: Like, I, I, I do believe, think I,
0: you do I blame do. them a bit because, yeah. like, they're not showing like leadership, confidence, or yeah. even great body language on the ice. But again, they're playing with what three or four NHLers right now
1: like yeah it's ridiculous I I do think if if all those players I just listed not including Price and Weber we'll leave them out just for you know because they were at the beginning of the season if everyone on the IR Duran Dvorak Savard Edmondson Allen Perot if they're all back Montreal is probably the sixth or seventh worst team in the league wow probably they're not good they're not as good as they were last year but they're not Dead last in the league. And I think you need to take advantage of that. Just tank it. Get your top pick. The drafts in Montreal this year. Have Shane Wright go up and put on a Habs jersey. Unload some pieces and retool and build for the future. I think that's what you got to do.
0: We don't want to have that same thing happen to Montreal when uh, you guys took KK and that one lady and her face just dropped. Do you remember that?
1: (laughs) I do. I do remember that. That was funny as hell. (laughs) But you gave your team a review, Alicia. I'm going to quickly give my team a review too. What do you think I'm going to give them?
0: Oh my God. I remember. I think I got an R. No, no. I'm saying, I'm saying what are
1: you going to review? What are you going to give the You oh, gave the sends a C. What are you going to give? What do you think I'm going to give the abs?
0: Oh, probably like an F or an R.
1: 100% <laughs> we're giving them an F. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to see if you'd say anything else. Yeah. I, mean, I was going to give an time R. Time R for. What
0: was R four? Do you remember? These R was like, like redo like, or na- something?
1: No, R was our version of F because there's no F. So it's just R for like like re something I can't remember. We (laughs) we're in Canada. We're nice. We don't have F's. We just have R.
0: Yeah, I remember getting one in grade three, and I was like crying. I'm like, I (laughs) know.
1: But yeah, obviously the team's an F, two sixty one win percentage, dead last in the league, and they're on track for. I believe I read it was the worst post expansion team season ever. Like that's brutal. Ever like this team is. if they hit 50 points, everyone's gonna be shocked. And like the Leafs finished when they drafted Matthews, they had like 56 points. They finished dead last. So like that doesn't points. look too
0: promising for for you guys, to be honest.
1: Montreal, exactly. And like that's where it's just like you gotta clean the environment up. It's not a hundred percent on the players, like you said. Like next year, I don't think Montreal's this bad, but I don't think they're playoff good either. So you take advantage of this year. And you rebuild, you get rid of the pieces you need to get rid of. You build for the future. you know, you, I think this off season, you go to Gallagher and price and you go, what do you want to do? I think this like, if you're Kent, Hughes, you want to win
0: and go to a winning team. Yeah. Yeah. Then sorry. We're going to have to move you.
1: Cause you're going to have to say to them, like, I think this rebuild going to take three years. Do you want to wait it out? Do you, do you want to wait a little bit and see what happens? Like I need to know what to do. And th- then, yeah, I don't know. I'm not oh, looking forward to I feel,
0: it. I feel for you, buddy. I feel for you
1: gonna be fun it's
0: i think we fun. do uh chooch of the week i have one in mind we haven't talked about it but we, i
1: was just gonna say literally usually before the podcast like we discuss it mm-hmm. she hasn't even said anything about it but she's got choo the week so i'm really excited who is it
0: it's nhl player safety for me it is I, and, yeah. it, and it and it's, it bothers me what, what's his name george Perles,
1: <laughs> former Hab, of course
0: yeah former Hab. um you're ridiculous man and I want to go back to the hit on um, on Batherson. Do you mm-hmm. do you remember seeing Dell's arm just hang out like he? Oh, he
1: the, chicken winged him. He literally chicken winged him and caught him in the head.
0: He has done that to Mark Stone. He's mm-hmm. done that to Eric Carlson before. Mm-hmm. So he, this guy does stupid shit, and you're gonna only give him three games. I'm so glad he was put on waivers after that too.
1: Yeah, that, and no like, one claimed him.
0: And no. <laughs> yeah, cause he's a freaking huge. but like <laughs> it just it just bothers me that this stuff that they're trying to prevent so many things from happening, so many people from getting injured, like, you know, for example, that icing roll,
1: yeah.
0: right. That was huge. That has helped a lot of people stop getting concussions and start and stop crashing into the boards. Yeah. When is something like this gonna be taken action of? And I'm not just saying this because this happened to Batherson. This yeah. has happened to many players around the league. And enough's enough. You know what? I wish back in the day, we, I was actually talking about this with Sens fans, and including Mark Mathot. Mm-hmm. He, he mentioned, like, imagine if Chris Neal was on the ice. Imagine, and then I said, imagine if friggin' Brian McGraden was on the ice. Or, yeah. rest in peace, Ray Emery. Yeah. These guys need to be taken care of. Okay? And I don't give a shit if they're a goalie. Put them in their place. There was a, in a play that happened against Montreal, too. I think one of your... I don't know who you were facing but they attacked Montreal's goalie and your team just stood there.
1: Stood there. Did nothing about it. I I know exactly where. That was um th- I think that was that was Zach Cassian. It was when we were losing yes. Sa- we were losing 5 to 1 to Edmonton at that point too. So
0: your goalie feels like shit because he's not playing the greatest and his team in front of him's not playing the greatest. Yeah. And, he gets and number 2 he gets bumped he gets not injured but you know he, that shouldn't have happened and your team mm-hmm. just stands there like a bunch of chuchs.
1: Yeah, it's, we need it's, these
0: enforcers back. I don't care what you say. They make they make the team, they make the league, it makes them more okay. interesting. I know a lot of people are trying to go towards um throwing fighting away from the game, but I feel like it's important. You have to protect your players.
1: I do think having an element of protection is important. Like look at the leafs, like like the longest story for them was they got bullied so much. And they got pushed around. And They're no one too soft. And then they got Simmons and then they got Muzzin. And then now they got a little bit tough there. So I do agree with that. I have an alternative. Just get harsher. I'm on the NHL player safety Twitter account right now, Alicia. So mm-hmm. Aaron Dell, three games. Calfoot um cross check someone. He got a $2,125 fine. Ooh, that's a lot of money. He makes money.
0: that probably in half an hour. Like
1: Dmitry Orlov, two games. Deneau, $5,000 fine. Jonathan Duran, $5,000 fine. Orlov, two or no, that was before. Uh, John Roston or Ross Johnson. Sorry, I butchered that name. <laughs> three games. Um, even, even freaking like Chris Weidman from Montreal, one game. Cedric Pocket Pacqu- or Sam Bennett, three games. And these are all like a legal hit to the head. I it's please- illegal. It's a hit to the head. It's illegal. You're you're gone for a week. CSE okay. in a week, buddy. So
0: why don't we go back a few years ago when a guy like Sean Avery has done that? How many games is he getting? Or Rafi Torres. How many? Rafi Torres got suspended in? for half a season.
1: Get that harsh again. Like, and we're still seeing audit... those same
0: plays now. So I don't get yeah. what what's been going on. Has they have they gone softer?
1: I think it's I, I think part of it is the NHL Players Association always will like 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 has to support the players. So like it's a weird area because like you know, I'm the NHL or you're the NHL, let's say Alicia, and you're like, okay, you know, Rahel, you're the players association, your player threw a dirty hit on another one of your players. We're going to suspend him for three games. And I'm like, okay, well, on the left, I represent the player who just got his head knocked off and he's out for three months. But on the right, I represent the player who got suspended for five games and I'm going to appeal it because that's where it's a conflict of interest. You represent both. Like there should be uh, maybe a separate group or something. I don't know. I don't get it. But just...
0: Or maybe not have a former NHL player being in charge. Literally. Just a a suggestion. Like, okay, here. Here.
1: If every single suspension I just lifted listed was double. If Dell got suspended six games, you'd be like, I thought he should have got 10, but like, wow, six is six, six is, is decent. That's decent. That's almost 10% of the season. If
0: if they give given him that suspension, let's say what, when he did to Mark Stone. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's just say he did that to Mark Stone. Yeah. I don't think he would be doing the same thing what he did to Batherson.
1: And that's okay? my point is I think if you get harsher with your punishments. This happens. And then, you like, like there's the repeat offender thing. Does anyone know what the repeat offender thing actually does? Like, they take it into account. Is there a set number? Is there a set percentage? There's nothing. So, make it, like, you're doesn't a repeat offender. doesn't even matter anymore. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't. But, like, like here's the thing. It's, like, Aaron Dell, double to six games. Dell, you're a repeat offender. Automatic five games on top. You're gone for 11 games. I guarantee you Dell's not doing that nearly as much as he does. I Everyone agree. complains about P.K. Subban doing slew foods. Do that to him. I guarantee you, he does. He does that. Money yeah, needs to mean stop shit. With that. Yeah, he yes. does. <laughs> money doesn't mean shit to these guys. These guys are making lots and lots of money. Suspend rookie, them with
0: no pay. Sorry, if it's a
1: rookie or something, sure. But suspend them with no pay and increase the harsh the severity of everything. People will stop doing it. I gave the analogy earlier. I know we're, I'm rambling now. I don't go 60 over on the road because I know how harsh the penalty is. Do I go 10 or 20 over? Yeah. Is that technically speeding? Yeah. But it's not as I, the risk versus the reward of going faster for me Mm -hmm. justifies going 10 over, but it doesn't justify going six 60 over because the risk is too much.
0: Yeah. Something's got to change. That's ridiculous. And can I mention one thing before we end off here? I really need to see these stadiums packed with fans. I'm not I'm not liking these restrictions at mm-hmm. all with the 500 plus fans and then at the end of March they're going to increase it by 50%. Get yeah. these people into the building. It's ridiculous now.
1: It's I think ridiculous.
0: They build I, off of that.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I think the big problem is I don't mind the restrictions to an extent. I'm very tired of them, fed up with them. But I think it's you need to have them in balance. You can't be like, all right, ACC, I'm still calling it the ACC. I know it's Bank. whatever. It's ACC. ACC, you can only have 1,000 fans. Hey, mall, you can have 3,000 people. Hey, concert, you can, have, like, like, the, there's, it's not it's, consistent.
0: In, it's not all. consistent.
1: That's exactly it. And if it's like, if I'm able to go into a mall or the gym at 50% capacity, there's arguably 100 people in the gym. Why can't, why can I only see 10 people in a and house? Here's,
0: and here's my thing, too. These players build off of the fans' reactions and excitements when they're there. I remember that game when I was in for home opener against the Leafs. Packed building, got Ottawa going to a hot start. Same with Mm -hmm. the game against Picksward. It was almost a fill building with a little
1: bit of restrictions. Think about Montreal last year. I went to game three of the Stanley Cup finals. It was
0: unreal, man. We we lost.
1: It sucked. It was was, that arena sounded like there were 30,000 people in there. Alicia, there was like 8,000.
0: You it was gotta, incredible. You got to get them in there. And you know what? And it, I'm going for the people as well. Like how about these kids that want to see their favorite player mm-hmm. and want to be able to chance to watch a hockey game. They got Christmas tickets or tickets for their birthday. Yeah. You know, like it's also a mental thing. And I've gotten asked this question before. Oh, why did you start this podcast? Number one, it was during COVID. I couldn't go play hockey with my friends. Yeah. Or couldn't go out that much. Uh. Number two, I was getting a little bit mentally frustrated as well. My mental mm-hmm. state was not in the best Spot. wasn't wasn't good wasn't the best yeah. spot and this has helped me and mm-hmm. kids need to go to these games the fans want to be there players want to see them there as well and give back to the community it's just we got to get we got to get back on track here
1: yeah all right and that's it for the podcast ladies and gentlemen alicia thank you so much
0: thank Glad you to, uh
1: finally get an episode going in hey halfway through the season i mean you're a c plus i'm an f i mean you might change. You might go up a little bit. I don't think. Maybe I think we're B2 staying at B
0: minus. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see.
1: We'll see. And as always, Alicia,
0: go sans go. go.